Welcome to, like, the TB Toycast. If you play with toys, you will score. <laughs> yeah, yeah, toys are cool, like fire, fire. <laughs> you won't score, Beavis. You're too much of a butt monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, butthead. I'll play with all the toys, then I'm definitely gonna score. <laughs> <laughs> toys are cool, Beavis. A big toy collection gets you all the chicks. And if you, like, listen to the TB Toycast, you will definitely score. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't wait to score. <laughs> Everyone will score but you, Beavis. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, butthead. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time once again for the TV Toy Cast. My name is Brian, and joining me as always on this adventure down the toy aisle is my friend Jeff. Jeff, are you ready to talk some toys? I am ready to talk to some toys. Should I be like the micro machine guy and talk super fast today so we can get you out of here? It's not that, <laughs> not that <laughs> oh, okay. big a hurry. Oh, okay. You know what's funny? What's funny though? I uh I, I found a podcast hack. It's funny that you bring that up. Um so I I was listening actually to you and Scott at the I'm gym. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Have you ever accidentally hit the uh, the speed button? Oh yeah. Where like all of a sudden I'm like, gosh dang, Jeff is talking. Fast. <laughs> he must have had a couple of cans of uh, bang or something. And I realized I put it on like 1.5, and what? like, <laughs> and it was funny because like you know like you're just talking just a little bit faster than you would normally be talking. And so I pulled it down to 1.25 and I realized that with the exception of like a, a song or music, it really doesn't sound that much different, although mm -hmm. it just goes a little bit faster. So I started listening to my podcast at 1.25 and I'm like, ah, I feel like I get through these a little bit, a little bit quicker, not a ton, but you know, 1.25 gigawatts, huh? Exactly. <laughs> like going back to the future, 88 miles per hour. Exactly. Exactly. That's a little funny, man. <laughs> yeah. I was just like hearing that. I was like, gosh, dang, Jeff is talking fast. He must be all caffeinated. <laughs> and I realized like, oh, it's, it's, it's me. <laughs> just, just a little uh, behind the scenes. I'm always caffeinated. So it's all good. Dude, you got to be caffeinated uh, this day and age. I don't know how anyone could not be like I've, uh, I've had people at my work like, yeah, I'm not drinking caffeine anymore. And I'm thinking like, bullshit you know, like <laughs> you can for a week but you're going to have that day where you're just crashing and you yep. need something it's it's weird i remember going through high school and um you never i never drank caffeine up until probably i was out of high school and that's when energy drinks kind of became um i guess no they were they were around but i didn't know about them nor was i dependent upon them like mm -hmm. i like a lot of us are now didn't really drink coffee and man once i got like where I could drive and I could go get a monster. It was just like, you know, like you're all <laughs> jazzed up and ready to roll now. Jolt Cola was the big Dude, thing. Yes. That was the big thing back in the early 90s. And I don't know how many milligrams of caffeine it had, but it got us through some Disneyland trips because, oh, I bet. Because kind of what we did, and I don't know if you were the same way when you go to Disney World, when we went to Disneyland, it was go there from eight to noon go back to the hotel, swim, then take about a two hour nap and then head back to the park at about six o'clock, five or six o'clock, and then close it down till midnight. So you did that for four days straight. Cause we might, oh, yeah. or no five days straight. Cause we get a five day pass. So you're doing that for five days straight. 
every once in a while you need that jolt cola you need that uh mm -hmm. and as you had mentioned energy drinks was not a thing back then when the parents would take us down there we were doing that schedule so jolt cola was the big thing that we would always pick up at the little mini mart that was on the way to disney as you walk down the big street i think that was harbor boulevard as you walk mm -hmm. down that street go to the mini mart grab the jolt cola and that got you through oh no i mean for sure man i know uh when we go to disney world um like they have coffee, obviously mm -hmm. that you can drink, and they have some energy drinks in the, uh, in the, not the gift shop, but like the little cafeteria area. But like a can of Monster, I'm talking a regular can of Monster is like six dollars, mm -hmm. dude. It's insane, like yep. the money. Speaking of Disney, though, I I saw this on a TikTok video, and I don't know if it's true, but I think it should be, and it's genius. That apparently, um, in 2024. Any line that's over 60 minutes is going to be a virtual queue now. Whoa, what? Yeah, and because, you know, obviously the popular rides, and I'm sure you've seen this, they're like, you know, sometimes a two or three hour wait. Right, And it's right. just brutal. Well, they, they'll have occasionally for the more popular rides a virtual queue. They did this with Guardians of the Galaxy and some of the popular rides. It'll say, okay, you enter the virtual queue, come back at four o'clock. Mm -hmm. four o'clock you got about a 20 minute wait which is not bad right i mean for a ride you're most people are okay with that you go through the ride and it's all good well apparently any ride that's longer than that you're going to enter a virtual queue because disney figured if you are not if you're waiting in line for three hours you're not spending money correct and when i heard that i was like my god that is genius uh -huh. i mean like you think about it that's freaking genius yep and, and most people would rather do that, you know, because most people have, I mean, who doesn't have a smartphone, right? Right. And there's that Disney app and, you know, you can navigate everything and all that stuff. It saves all your pictures that you take and all that thing, all that stuff. So I thought that was really interesting. I was like, man, that's a, that's a, that's a step ahead right there. Smart, smart business. Well, it's kind of like a fast pass, isn't it? Right. Essentially. Yeah. The crazy thing is, is over at Disneyland, fast passes for the proper, excuse me, the popular rides would run out super quick. Mm -hmm. So like everybody would head towards the fast pass, get their fast passes. Park would open at eight o'clock. Let's say you want to go on, I don't know, Splash Mountain. Let's say Splash Mountain was the popular ride because it's a hundred degrees there or something like that. Mm -hmm. And everybody wants to go on the water ride. Fast passes would be done by 11 and the park closes. Uh, sorry. Fast passes would be done by 11 a.m. Park closes at 12 p.m. There's no more fast passes. So now people are back into line waiting. Right. And, you know, waiting for those three hours. They'll have to fix it where it's not that, you know, like they'll have to make it a little bit better. But I think if they're able to do that, it would definitely uh, it would definitely bring things a lot along a lot better if they're yeah. able to. But yeah, it's interesting. The interesting that idea for sure. Uh, this week is episode 121. Travis, unfortunately, cannot be here this week. He had a family gathering because he was wanting to talk about the light bright, which is our main event. That's a weird one. I, I you know, when I started this show. With Travis, you know, we kind of joked about, you know, the Viewmaster and Mousetrap and some of these other ones we've covered, but never in my wildest dreams that I think me and you'd be podcasting and talking about the freaking light bright. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> I know, but, you know, it is one of those toys that stood the test of time for sure. And it's still around to this day, which is kind of crazy to think, man. Not a lot of toys can say that. Right, right. No, I love the light bright. And I know a lot of people, I know a lot of people have mixed feelings on it, but you know, that was part of my childhood and I'll get into yeah. it in the main event. But man, there was a lot of times where Scott would be over at a friend's house and I would be sitting there just 
getting the paper and punching the holes and, you know, making the designs. I thought it was great. I loved it. It was kind of ahead of its time for what it was, you know, mm-hmm. like the, the, the kind of the translucent, um, pegs and stuff like that. Yep. Definitely ahead of its time. So I, I'm, I'm excited to dive into it. Uh, we have, we have a few topics to discuss this week. Um, obviously if you guys did not check out last week's episode with, uh, Travis on WCW Bendems, it was a lot of fun. So check that out. Uh, but this week we got, um, several things I want to dive into first and foremost, this is interesting to me because I didn't see this coming, but I think it's great. Uh, figures toy company. We know Chris DiPetrillo over there. Mm-hmm. They basically have announced that moving forward, all their figures are going to be in elite style. Mm-hmm. Now, they were kind of the first of the third-party wrestling toy companies, if you want to call it that. Yes. Because obviously back in the late 90s, early 2000s, they had their Legends of Wrestling line. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, come fast forward to say 2014, 2015, a Ring of Honor line is announced, followed by Rising Stars of Wrestling, and then eventually Legends of Professional Wrestling returning, all with the Ruthless Aggression style bodies. Mm-hmm. That was, I'd say, a little controversial, maybe. Yeah. At the time, because most people were geared toward Mattel, wanting that style. And, you know, and Mattel honestly is relatively, <clears throat> excuse me, in scale with like Marvel Legends and Star Wars. That's kind of the scale that we know. So going back to the Ruthless Aggression style, I think a lot of people viewed as a step back. Um, I thought the figures were fine I, for what they were. There were some issues, certainly, but I didn't mind them. Um but I do feel like this is a huge step forward and will definitely help the line immensely. Correct. He said that. And when I say he, uh, whoever runs the figures toy company account, which is Chris, at least, at, at least I believe it's still Chris. It, well, it was right. I haven't talked to him in a minute, so I, I assume it's still him. Yeah. Yeah. But Chris or the figures toy company thing said that the midnight express figures that Jim Cornette put out on his website, pack was the last of those style bodies from now on they're going to elite style bodies and good on them i mean it's been a long time that this has been needing to happen and i'm glad that they're finally pulling the trigger on it it's a step in the right direction there's still some more work that needs to be done in certain areas of their figures but this is the huge step forward that needs to be done i'm kind of curious if this will mean we're going to see, you know, some of the guys that he's already done kind of redone again. Will we see a new Jim Cornette in this style? Will we see, um, you know, Midnight Express in elite style? Well, you know, there's so many guys at Tomatonga, you know, I, I assume a lot of those contracts have lapsed and they'll have to redo the contracts, but it kind of makes me wonder. I think it's kind of a cool thing though. Yeah. If they start to go in this route of the elite style body, I can see a lot of those guys re up in their contracts or redoing the contracts, you know, Chris going back to him saying, Hey, you know, can we get the figures out again? You know, let's talk, mm-hmm. let's talk, you know, stuff like that. So I'm hoping that they do uh, revisit some of those old figures. Cause I would love to get some of those old figures, you know, uh, the Chris heroes, Mm-hmm. an updated Nigel McGinnis. I didn't think the Nigel McGinnis was that bad, but I would love to get another one with that style body. So right, definitely a step in the right direction for him. As I said, there's still more work that needs to be done for their, on their side, but this is huge. Now I question, does this mean that other figures in their lines will be going also into that body style? Would Kiss go that route? Would Scooby-Doo go that route? We don't know. Wait to be seen or wait to, uh, we'll wait to see what, what they do. And a lot of the other figures use the Mego style. Yes. Were you a fan of the Mego? Like, cause I know they were obviously they were popular back in the day. They've been relaunched and you, you'll see them at Walmart and Target and stuff. 
I think they look fun, but they're a little too close to dolls for me. That's personal opinion. It's outdated. That's the best way I can put it is that those figures are outdated. Um, were they fun back in the early 80s? Yeah, they were great back in the early 80s. But you had nothing really to compare it to, right? I mean, it's kind of its own thing. Right, right. But nowadays, it just doesn't fly, if that makes sense. It just doesn't. It's not hidden. Yeah. Well, and I think there's so many things out there. Like uh, one I forget about a lot is Boss Fight. I know you're you're close to a couple of the guys over there. But they'll put out, you know, MLW figures or new Legends of Lucha Libre, and I'm like, oh yeah, Boss Fights, another, mm-hmm. another, you know, player in this game. I think we we have so many wrestling figure companies out there right now. It's it's hard to keep all of them in mind to remember them all, yes, and um, even to support them all, right? And I, I think it's becoming an issue. So, but that being said, this kind of to me throws FTC right back in the mix and could get people really excited for what they might have. Really excited to see what names pop up want to see who they do you know when are the style when is the body style going to start you know uh, mm-hmm. who's going to be the first guy you right. know that they that they use it on so well outside of the referee because the referee already had that body style but right. i'm interested to see who they go with as their first figure well and now with so many different people i wonder because i know that ftc always had exclusive deals mm-hmm I wonder if that will change considering people are going to be like, well, I want to sign with every company. You know, I want a big rubber guy. I want a Bindi. I want a Hasbro. I want a, you know, Remco style with Asylum. I want, you know, a six inch style with FTC. Right. I mean, I could see that being an issue moving forward where people are like, I'll sign with you, but I'm not doing exclusive because I want to make as much money as I possibly can. That contract worked in 2016. That contract does not fly today. There's too many players in the game, as you had just mentioned, you know, with boss fight and the big rubber guys and retro styles. There's so many players in the game right now that doing that type of contract just don't work. I mean, look, that's a lot of Mo, you know? Right. I mean that, but that's, I think sometimes that's part of the problem is when they're all signing the same guy to do the exact same figure. It's like, okay, now we're, we're stepping on each other. But I know uh, when Joey Janela left AEW, because he already had the figures toy company figure, he pretty much announced, I just signed with three toy companies. Mm-hmm. And we know he has a major Bindi out. So there's a couple more that are probably still going to happen. So, but I think that might be kind of the uh, the thing with uh, with signing with these companies is the different style of figures you can get. Yeah. Well, we'll have to wait and see. As I said, I'm hoping that they, baby steps, right? Baby steps. Yeah, yeah. But I'm hoping that they work on the faces a little bit. And yeah. I'm ho- hoping, and I know this may sound so 2000s, but some type of face scan technology. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping that they do go that route. But as I said, first things first, let's focus on the on the bodies because I know that's the biggest complaint among the collectors. Yeah, and, and I think with the uh, with Figures Toy Company, they do a lot of the soft goods, which I think can I think Mattel does a really good job of using soft goods when they need to. Mm-hmm. but not when it doesn't work. And Correct. I'm not saying that I wanted the Polly Pocket shirts always, but I think when you do like an Undertaker jacket or a robe, it does look better when it's plastic. because You get the detail, mm-hmm. whereas, um, you know, a Ric Flair robe needs to be cloth, right? right. I mean, that's kind of the, that's kind of the, the give and take there. So I, I'm, I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be cool. Well, that Harley uh, figure that came out, and that's actually now hitting again, the greatest hits Harley, that needed that Polly Pocket style robe. Mm-hmm. It, if it was cloth, it would not. I'm not gonna say it wouldn't have looked good, but it wouldn't have been as eye popping as the one that they have out now and that originally came out in 2018, 17, whatever it was. 
Yeah. Oh, agreed. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like when they had the edge jackets, right? The edge always had the poly pocket style jacket, but his jackets were very detailed. And so mm-hmm. it's a give and take, and I'm sure not everything's going to be a home run, but I'm excited for it, man. There's a lot of, a lot of wrestling figures on the front. So um, this, however, is kind of a step backwards, and I'd like to get your take on it. Rush Collectibles announced that they are moving past wrestling figures entirely, focusing on the Monster Masters, and he's also been showing off some uh, concept art for some characters from the Valiant Comics world, making figures of those in retro style. Um, talk to Sal a little bit. I don't want to speak too much for him, but I think he just got burned out with the wrestling community which I get. Um, and uh, yeah. And so he's moving away from wrestling. Still wants to make figures. Still wants to do figures. I think Frankenstein looks awesome. If you're into that, but I could see people being like, eh, not my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what, what is your take on all this, man? Cause it's, he's obviously Sal's had, a, I'm going to have him on the show again soon. I hope to anyway, he's had a lot of ups and downs with, mm-hmm. with everything. Um, but ultimately if this is what he feels like he needs to be to, to do, I think it's the right, right call. Scott and I were avoiding that topic because we saw everything that was going on with Sal and mm. we, we just didn't want to, we didn't want to throw gas on the fire. It was just, it wasn't needed. Sal was already feeling the, the brunt of everything going on. So yeah. um, I like how he's pivoting. Mm. It sucks that he's going away from wrestling. Cause you know, we were supposed to get that uh, the ECW guys. Yeah. And I know that there, there was actually a lot of people that were interested in that ECW line. To me, that was a line that needed a continuation, hundred percent. So I was super stoked for it. Yeah, speaking of continuation, he is continuing on. He will get out the French Angel and the um, what's the last figure I'm missing? Chris Van Vliet. Chris Van Vliet. Yeah, he's going to get those two figures out, and then it's going to pivot over to the Monsters line and everything. But. I don't know. I feel bad for him. I mean, I know he had the passion for wrestling, but I don't think he was prepared for everything that was about to come. And unfortunately it hit him hard. And now he's out of the wrestling game. I knew eventually it was going to happen. I knew there was going to be a retro company bowing out or a company wrestling company bowing out. I knew eventually Mm -hmm. it was going to happen. I didn't want to see it happen because I don't want to see any business fail like that. Yeah. But and I shouldn't say fail because he's still continuing on. It's not like he's packing up shop, but I didn't want to see anybody leave the wrestling game because the more the merrier I, way I look at it. Oh, 100 percent. It's I I when he announced the monster line, I was like, oh, that's really cool because, you know, I, I joked with him. I was like, man, if I'm playing with my Hasbros and, you know, Hogan just beats the Undertaker and all of a sudden here comes Frankenstein and, <sighs> you know, it's like they're teaming up to face hulk hogan and now comes the ultimate warrior i'm like i would have had so much fun with that yeah so the concept of it i think is really cool and and i've said this before i always felt like the hasbro line the hasbro style was weird that they never did anything else besides wrestling because i felt like because you know hasbro had the mortal Kombat license in the 90s they had street fighter in the 90s mm-hmm. and they chose to do those gi joe style which i get for vehicles and play sets it makes sense but like man if we could have had a ken and ryu as um hasbro style figures or a guile or a zangief like, I would have been like holy crap that's awesome right it would have been really fun it just it was unfortunate that that just didn't work out but to have frankenstein and cthulhu and nosferatu and and van helsing and all these other characters he's wanting to do i think it's super cool and i'm i'm super i'm super stoked for it he's still got some licenses in his back pocket so 
a lot of those he hasn't announced yet, which I think is cool. The Valiant Comics ones I think are going to be really fun. That's again, not everyone's cup of tea, but the figures look amazing. So your conversation with him, you said you spoke to him. How's he doing? He, so it's weird when everyone was piling on, I didn't bother him. Yeah. And maybe I should have, I looked at it as like, I felt bad. I didn't want to add fuel to the fire kind of like you were saying. And it's one of those things. Cause he has told me, he was like, you know, at the end of the day, these are figures, not a big deal. And I'm like, no, I agree. He goes, so when people tell me, you know, like, I hope you die and burn in hell. I think that's a little much. And I'm like, hundred percent way too much. I think it, and I'll be honest. How many broken figures did you actually see? I saw one it was that one. actually broke. I saw one that was actually broke. Obviously, it being Cardona is the worst person that could have that could have happened to because of the audience that he has. But I also feel like with the wrestling community, and I've heard like the Star Wars community is extremely toxic, and I've heard that um, the Garbage Pail Kids community is extremely toxic. I don't know much about either of those. Uh, you know, I know of them, but I'm not a huge fan of either of them. The garbage pail kids are toxic. I heard that from Travis, believe it or not, because he's real into cards. Uh, <laughs> he said, "Yeah, they are a toxic community, like big time." <laughs> so they're living up to their uh, their cards or their uh, characters, aren't they? Yes, for sure. <laughs> Something about how they'll—I can't remember exactly the situation he told me, but like they'll all like they'll do a whole bunch of just underhanded stuff and. You know, I guess in in the card world, if you have a card that's semi-rare, you put it on eBay, you kind of, most of us go by what it's sold for, or what it's going for, right? Right. Garbage Pail Kids people, I guess, will actually buy it to drive the price up, but then, they, then they'll cancel the sale, but it'll show, still show as purchase for this. It was something like that. I was like, oh, yeah, it, it's a pretty toxic community. But anyway, my point is I got my figures in from Sal. I understand most of the situation I feel like, cause I know a lot of people didn't get figures in mm-hmm. or didn't hear from him. And a lot of that he explained was he got shorted part of his order and had mm-hmm. to fight with the factory to get the rest of his figures in. And that's a tough one, right? Because he's like, I know if I say, Hey, not all the figures came in. Everyone's going to want a refund. Right. And you know, he's, I, you know, probably use that money to pay for him and doesn't have the money to refund. I would imagine. It, it is what it is. It's a tough call. I felt bad for him because I know Sal's, it's a one-man show for him. You know, he does everything. And to be the guy talking to the factory and doing the artwork and licensing the talent, everything else, that, that's enough for anyone, especially for a guy that has a full-time job. Right. And, you know, at the end of the day, I had no issues with my figures. I don't know anyone personally that did. So to me, it's easy to to see an issue and start to pile onto the the issue. It's that bully mentality. And I don't know if that's necessarily what happened, but I felt like a lot of people just got upset with him or mad at him for, for reasons I don't really understand. Like just mm-hmm. because a figure broke, that doesn't mean yours will break. Right. And I, you know, I'm not playing with these, you know, I'm display only. So I don't know. It was it was a little all for nothing. And like I said, I want to have Sal on again. I want to let things kind of die down a little bit, you know, for him right. personally. And I, he did a he did a episode with the Three Points of Articulation podcast where he covered everything. Right. Sal's a very transparent guy. He reminds me a lot of Jason Wolf when I talk to him. Where Jason, I feel like, is the nicest guy in the world, but he's not going to take your crap. Correct. 
And that's what Sal reminds me of. And so to me, the whole situation I felt like was a little blown out of proportion. I had Jack's figures that broke. Mm-hmm. It didn't seem like a huge deal to me. I don't know. That's just me personally. Like figures break sometimes, you know, and he offered to replace them and, and that was not taken up, I guess. So it's not a big deal. Thank God we didn't have the internet back in the 90s or the 80s. Yeah, no kidding, right? We would not have enjoyed wrestling. We couldn't have. Could you imagine the toxicity of the Nitro and WWE Monday Night Wars? Oh, oh it would have been insane. It would have been nuts. It would have broke the internet. Well, that's why I I found that I like to watch old wrestling, and I think the reason is is I don't dissect it. I don't worry about, oh, they should have done this, oh, they should have done that. I just Because I know essentially what's happened. I just mm-hmm. watched the show. Oh, okay. Right? And, and, and it just, okay, that's what they did. They, you know, was it the best? No, but it's fine. You know, it's old. We'll move on. But uh, back to Rush Collectibles, uh, you know, we, I'm, I'm in full support of Sal. I'm excited for the Frankenstein figure. I ordered mine already. I uh, hope you guys can too. It's over at rushtoys.com. It's only $27.99, so it's a little bit cheaper than most of the retros if you're into it. And it's a cool looking figure. And, you know, I think if we can get this going, we can get more, um, more monster figures down the road you know but this needs to be a success so hopefully everybody jumps on it if you're into it and if you do play with the monsters from rush collectibles just imagine having your let's say hogan hasbro and he knocks the brain out of frankenstein how cool is that and he's all like <sighs> looking around <laughs> hulking up he's yeah. staring at the brain <laughs> there's no hulkamaniacs in here <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think it's fun. I think it's a cool idea. And, you know, I think the uh, the coolest thing about the monsters is the more we get, the cooler the line will be, right? Mm-hmm. You get Frankenstein, Nosferatu, Cthulhu, um, Van Helsing, and then, you know, a mummy, a wolfman, because I know he's working on those. I'm like, oh, man, that would be so cool. Mm-hmm. Get more. So I'm all about it. I'm hoping it's happening. It's cool. Cool 100%, stuff. 100%, man. So a couple other things I want to I want to bring up. There's a new uh, wave of major bendies currently up for pre-order, which includes Maven. Yes, I, 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 you got Maven, all in on that one. I had oh, a yeah. feeling. <laughs> uh, Maven, Ali Catch, who has a, a bloody variant, uh, Eddie Guerrero, and Arn Anderson, which I think was a shock to a lot of people to see Double A in the line. Mm-hmm. Which that leads me to believe that okay, Double A must be in play and what other companies are going to be able to sign double a for some figure lines. True. True. Um, by the way, I heard the uh, show with you and Michael Canick last week. Excellent job, by the way. Oh, thank you. And I heard that you were getting the Maven Bendy and I was like, of course, breaker is like not Arn Anderson. Oh, <laughs> Oh, that the, the Maven one was like, Oh, I got to get Maven I because <laughs> like, like that was just like, I knew that that had to be coming because he's buddies with them. Right. Like yeah. they, they're going to make Maven, but it's just, it, it didn't happen till, till now. So I was, I was all about it. It's like, Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. Yeah. I heard that on the show. I was like, of course, breakers getting Maven. Oh yeah. Um, also, uh, Vlad, the super fan is coming, um, timed pretty well with that documentary. And then he's also got a figure coming from figure collections. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember Vlad back in the day? I, I don't, I never knew his name, but I always remember seeing the guy. Oh, absolutely. Vlad was always in that front row, no matter what WrestleMania we were watching. Uh, sometimes he would be there on superstars. Sometimes he wouldn't like it was, it was random. Uh, you would watch some old primetime wrestling and he would be in the front row. He's so happy to be there. Exactly. So Vlad was one of those faces that you always saw fast forward to 2010 <laughs> At Ring of Honor, 
uh, Super Card of Honor or something like that. Anyways, it was it's the show that they piggyback onto WrestleMania weekend. Mm-hmm. Scott and I are, went to that show in Arizona for WrestleMania 26. Went to Ring of Honor that night. Met Jim Cornette, got his book autographed. As we're walking back to our seats, Vlad's right there. And Scott and I marked out. We're like, oh shit, it's Vlad. And he's all, hey guys. And we're like, can we get a picture? He's like, yeah, sure. So we got a picture with Vlad. So it's like, that's I, super cool. 2010, dude, just met Vlad. It was like one of the coolest things ever. I can't state how cool it is that this guy's got his two different figures coming. Yeah. Right. Like, that's a cool thing. Like, even if you're not into bendies, if you're not into retros, how cool is it to say I can get a Vlad figure? Like, that's pretty fun. Yeah. A fan. Mm-hmm. A fan that just sh- showed up to shows and is now getting a figure. So that leads me to believe, when are we going to get that sign guy? Remember the red hat sign guy back in the 2000s? Oh, yeah. And then eventually the green shirt guy that is front row. The Brock Lesnar guy. Oh, the Brock Lesnar guy. <laughs> that freaking pose, man. <laughs> I've seen him so many times at WrestleCons. It's hell. He funny. always wears that same shirt too. Oh, I know, dude. I'm surprised that thing isn't faded unless he has oh, like, I know. Unless that's his whole wardrobe in his closet, you know? There's 10 of those. It's like Bart Simpson when he opens his closet. It's all orange <laughs> shirts and blue shorts. <laughs> um, But green shirt guy should be up next. He'll probably. Oh, yeah. Because he's always front row, and he doesn't say much either how he gets those tickets. He tries to keep it ho hum. It, it's it's gotta be um, it's gotta be comp tickets because I don't know how you could afford mm-hmm. all of that, like how you even work and stuff. Like I don't know, but I mean, Vlad had pictures with Vince. I doubt he's paying for tickets. I mean, they didn't really say that, but it kind of makes you wonder. I mean, they made a documentary about the guy. Honestly, that documentary was sad, man. Was it? I, I still got to go back and watch it. It's so I know there was a lot of a lot of like, where's this at? Why isn't this being released? I get why it wasn't released yet, mm-hmm. because a lot of it ties into COVID and how sad he was that he couldn't go to shows. Oh, and you don't, and that's not something I thought about, right? Like, you know, people that live their life to go to wrestling, like, oh my gosh, like that's what this guy does. And that was taken away from him for a while. So, mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I don't want to give away too much, but there's some sad, there's some sadness to it. It'll, it'll, uh, it'll bring a tear to a glass eye. I'll tell you that, but it's, but to see, you know, after that, getting him getting figures and stuff Mm -hmm. and he gets a little bit of recognition from WWE, which is really cool. It's like a, it's only about a 35 minute documentary, but it's worth watching. Okay. I'll give it a shot. Yeah. It's fun stuff, but yeah, I thought that was cool that that we're getting a, a Vlad, uh, major Bindi and, and I gotta go, I gotta throw it back to Arn Anderson now. Um, that leads me to think that, man, some uh, Brain Busters, Big Rubber Guys would be kind of fun, wouldn't it? Uh, are we thinking Big Rubber Guys or are we thinking Power Town? Well, I'm just saying Arn signed with them, so I could see them trying to get Big Rubber Guys, too, because he oh, would okay. kind of fit that era, you know? Yeah, he would. Um, I'm thinking, and well, you could also put him with Ric Flair, too, that they put sure. out. Her. But Power Town also, they have totally Blanchard. You could get some uh, Brain Busters two packs and yeah. Oh yeah. Did you see that clip of the Warlord interview where he uh, he more or less said that uh, him and Barb have signed with Power Town as well? Yes. I didn't put this together, but he mentioned his Epic Toys two pack was the first time they've been together in a two pack. Uh, in a two pack, yes, that is correct. 
Is that not insane? Like, oh, how does that, that not? How does that not happen before? How didn't Jax do that? I don't know. We got we got them solo in the Legends or in the uh, WWE Classics, but not in a two pack. That's crazy to me. And we got that Elite Warlord in the Powers of Pain gear. What mm-hmm. two years ago or so? Yeah, no Barbarian. Nope. Which I'm like, what is going on here? And uh, of course, LJN. You know, um, Barbarian's one of those guys. I don't, I don't understand why he doesn't get more figures. That's a good question. I wonder if it has to do with the name Barbarian. If maybe there's an issue with that or something. Nah, because if they would have ran into that problem before, I think, because that he's had that name forever, and he's got he's gotten figures in the past. Right. So I don't, I don't think there would be that big of a problem. Who knows? But he's very toyetic. Oh, hundred percent. Like I, I still think when he had like the uh, the fur cape and the the antlers and stuff, that was a huge miss from the Hasbro era. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen that. And um, obviously, Powers of Pain needed to be done. I would have loved a Faces of Fear from WCW. <laughs> there, there's a lot that they could have done that just never, never really happened. I don't know. Kind of disappointing. You love those bad WCW gimmicks. Hey, the faces of fear were over, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, hold on. I think your definition of over and my definition are completely far off, dude. (laughs) They were killing it on Saturday night. How dare you? (laughs) No, it would be be cool, though. Um, I know sometimes with Marvel Legends, if there is a name that maybe, like, is used elsewhere... They'll write Marvels, you know, and then that person's name. Got it. And, you know, because obviously, like, there's a character named Cyclops, mm-hmm. and there's a Cyclopses in, in mythology and everything else. So I've, I've seen them write, like, Marvels, Cyclops, like, so it's, like, ours. So I could see them doing, like, you know, WWE's The Barbarian or, you know, Powers of Pain, Barbarian or something. I don't know, but... But I mean, obviously, Epic Toys figured it out. Power Town's doing it, so I hopefully that means more because I would like to see because that's another big rubber guy. And I mentioned that to Canic. That's a big rubber guy wrong that they can write like they did with Demolition. Right, exactly. I mean, those two guys they weren't together long, but they were memorable just yes. because of the pure size of those two. Well, and it was kind of like one of those things where Demolition weren't quite road warriors these guys were closer to the road warriors i felt like with the haircuts and stuff yes so very. seeing them in wwf it was like oh this is awesome yeah very much so yeah so definitely cool stuff there actually i, I need to bring this up too if people have because i know a lot of people are kind of getting fomo travis fowler being one of them <laughs> on the big rubber guys and i found out they're available right now in ringside collectibles that is correct so if you want axe and smash you can grab them I know some people were like pretty upset by that. That they put them up on ringside? Yeah. I know some people were upset by that, but then I was like, well, you know, if you missed out on it and you got that FOMO, here you go. Here's your second chance. I, I'll i be honest. I am not a real big fan of the whole two-week pre-order thing. Okay. Tell me why. I feel like it's not enough time for people to make a decision if they want to collect a line or not. And it. I go back to my days of going to Toys R Us. If you went to Toys R Us with a $20 bill in your pocket, that was a good day, man. Oh, yeah. You know, because like legitimately with 20 bucks, you could buy quite a bit, at least three figures for sure, mm-hmm. sometimes four. And like having all that variety was kind of what made you decide, okay, this is what I want to do. 
I feel like if you were to decide today, I want to get into the big rubber guys. You've already missed Cardona, Myers, Axe, Smash, Flair, Slaughter, Janetti, Andre, and Macho Man. Good memory, by the way. <laughs> yeah, well, but I mean, it's it's a lot though. It's a lot that you've already missed. The next two seem to be they're probably going to be the Bulldogs, Davy Boy, and Dynamite, from what I can tell. Mm-hmm. Now, will that mean they they do Demolition again or they do Macho Man again? I, I would imagine. Will they do right. Flair again? I would imagine, but. It kind of stinks to to think like, well, at, you missed that two weeks. Now that's over. So you have to go third party or, you know, to eBay and pay a lot more. Well, kind of think of it this way. How long does it take you to decide if you're going to jump in on a line? It depends like what I'm collecting, I think. So if, if you're wanting to buy, and that's the thing is there's so much out there right now. Mm-hmm. I can see people being like, oh, I, I want to buy this, but I need to buy that. You know, and I think we're all having to kind of shuffle our money. Yeah to what's what's out there and i just opted not to get into the big rubber guys simply because i thought the price was a lot and it was uh-huh. hard for me to to justify that and you know yeah i grew up on ljn's but i was more of a hasbro kid so that was why so my thought process is is it, it takes me less than a day to decide what i'm going to do with a line so the sure. fact that they're up for two weeks that's no problem to me i can sit there and go okay do i want to jump in on these yes or no yeah. Yes. Okay. Am I going to collect everybody or am I going to pick and choose price points high mm-hmm. pick, pick and choose sure. and there, there I go. And that's my decision right there. And I make that up in less than 30 seconds. Okay. But what if you're someone who's not on the internet as much and you didn't even know about these until today, that's another issue. Uh, that person is probably grandpa and grandpa <laughs> doesn't know how to use the internet. I mean, we're on the dead gum internet. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, they got some big rubber guys. <laughs> um, no, and that's a fair point. I just, I feel like sometimes with that two week window, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to maybe have the, the money you need not tied up into something else. Now that's the other thing is if you are having money problems, then that's another decision you have to make, mm-hmm. you know, how bad is my bills coming up? Do right. I have do I have car problems? Yes or no? No, no? then I can probably spend a couple dollars. Do I have a lot of bills and I got to pay for Christmas gifts coming up in the next month? Right. Yes, I may have to scale it back. Maybe I do skip out and I will suffer the FOMO and wait later on down the road and eventually pick up the big rubber guy of Axe Smash, stuff like that. Right. Trust me, this is the collector brain that goes through me all the time, dude. Which, uh, which big rubber guys have you grabbed so far? So far, I've picked up Macho, Demolition, and as soon as the Bulldogs hit, those will be scooped up. So you so you missed Andre, Slaughter, Flair, and Janetti. I wouldn't say I missed. I decided not to. Well, yeah, yeah. You just didn't go with those. Mm-hmm. But that's I think that's the interesting thing about the picking and choosing, right, is you can't buy everyone. And exactly. So, so you're like, okay, so you're, you're basically hitting your must buys more or less. Mm-hmm. But you know, what's a weird breaker when they announced Janetti, I was thinking, man, I really want the Janetti, but I really don't want to pay the $50. And when I made the decision not to get in on Janetti, it was almost like that FOMO left. Like I'm good on not picking up Janetti. Yeah. The, the flare's good. I'm good. Not picking up flare. The Andre is fantastic but I'm okay not picking up Andre. So it's like, it's almost like once I make that decision, 
I'm good. There are certain yeah, yeah. figures in the toy, uh, excuse me, certain toys in the past where I've had that FOMO. Yeah. And I've had to pay through the moon on third party, through mm-hmm. the Bay or Mercari, whatever it may be. So. Well, I think it's also too, like with Mattel Elite, right? Like who can buy every one of them? You can't. There's too many. Um, mm-hmm. Marvel Legends is the same way. DC Multiverse is becoming the same way, right? Where there's so many figures. Star Wars, I'm sure, is the same, where there's so many, you can't buy everybody. So you have to. You do have to pick and choose, right? right? And think like, okay, well, I, you know, like so Mattel Elite say they're putting out, you know, a new whoever it might be. You're like, yeah, I'm good on, I'm good on what I have, or I don't really need him right now, mm-hmm. or I only focus on legends, or I only focus on legends from a certain time period. He doesn't hit, so I don't need him because I think sometimes you do have to do that. Otherwise, yeah, that's way too many figures to try to collect. Yeah, it just gets out of hand. And you run out of space, and you know there's other toys that suffer also in that if you decide to just if you can stick to that window like rad chad has if you can stick to that window you're okay and yeah. rad chad has done a fantastic job of sticking to that window for the most part i think you have to i think it you know but here's my problem that i run into like if i were to say i'm gonna buy mattel elites late 80s to say 96 that's mm-hmm. my window because that's like my favorite time of wrestling Right. So I still get the goofiness of the new gen. Like I can get like Farouk Assad and the goon and some of those guys. And if they ever make like man mountain rock and so on, <laughs> I, I, you know, I can pick up that I can pick up the head shrinkers and I can pick up, you know, brother love and some of the characters that they've done, but inevitably they're going to put out a character that I want. I'm like, Oh, I really want to get Cassius Sono. Oh, I really want the fiend. Oh, I really, you know what I mean? And so I, then I think you end up, like second guessing yourself. And I see a lot of people do that online because they're like, uh, I really mm-hmm. want this, but it doesn't fit the era. But that's where I think you just kind of have to have fun with it too. Yeah. Dude, you went man mountain rock. Oh, don't, don't, don't test my obscure wrestling knowledge. Sir. Oh no, no. Your obscure <laughs> wrestling knowledge is through the roof, dude. I was, I, I expected more of a van hammer. I was not expecting a uh, man mountain rock. I, I have a poster up on my wall over here from Hal Haney, uh, who does amazing artwork. Uh, it's and it's all just obscure gimmicks, and I mean Gooker, Toxic Turtles, Arachna Man, <laughs> yeah, Toxic uh, the Turtles. Kiss, yeah, the Kiss Demon, uh, Mantar, <laughs> you name it, they're all on there. So I'm just like beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> the Toxic Turtles. How did they even think that they were going to be able to get that on the show? So so, so Bruce Pritchard talked about it because that was a dark segment that they. Uh, that they taped. I think it was supposed to be a superstars match. Like a right, debut. right. Yeah. It was Barry Hardy and uh, Dwayne Gill, actually. And they were perennial jobbers. Like they oh, were yeah. almost like full-time job guys, right? They were there so often. And I guess they pitched it as a way for them to work twice and make more money. <laughs> and um, I, so I guess they were like, okay. And they did the match and their names were Terry and Tom, the Toxic Turtles. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a match on YouTube you can check out. It's not the best, uh, but because the the suits almost look like pajamas, they don't really. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really hit like you would expect. It's like eh, I don't know, but uh, anyway, I think uh, upon thinking about it and setting on it, they're like, uh, I don't think this is going to work. This is definitely a lawsuit waiting to happen. It's too close. Yeah. yeah. I mean, from the bandanas and the shells, everything. I mean, it was, it was, it was the Ninja Turtles for sure. Now, what if they would have taken off the ma- well? Then everybody would have known it's Dwayne Gill and Hardy. So, yeah, never mind. That's what's weird. It's like you're turtles. You're pretending to be human being turtles. Like this, everything <laughs> about this is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So it would have been so hard to pull off. Um, 
but this is the same company that passed on that, but we're like fake razor. Let's do it. You know? So <laughs> it's hard to say, man. It's wild, wild times. I do want to bring up uh, in the time that we haven't talked super seven. God damn them. <laughs> so I wasn't going to go there. Cause I, I figure you probably. I, I, let me rewind. BBTS. How about I do that? BBTS. So that's, this isn't really super seven other than it's. Um, it was super seven yeah. stuff. Yeah. If people don't know, I assume you're going to the massive sale. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I, I've talked to some local toy people in my community. And the big thing I've I've realized is that Super 7 doesn't maybe move as well as we think. No, I don't do think, you think so. That, do you think that might? I mean, I feel like the reaction style figures do pretty well because those move. But they're, you know, a little bit more priced appropriately. Although I still think they're expensive for what they are. They're a little bit cheaper than, you know, a $55 figure. Um, Walmart's actually starting to carry some of the GI Joes. Did you see that? No, I haven't seen that. Yes. I, I saw it online and I'll be dang, uh, two figures. It's weird, you know, cause they have the slip cover. Yeah. The slip cover is not on there. Don't know why, but there's two GI Joes at my local Walmart, $55 retail. Are they in the toy section or the collectible section? Cause they have two separate. Yeah. These were in the collectible section. I've never seen that. Wow. Yeah, I thought that was I thought that was like wow, okay. So it may be a test run to see if there's a market for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say this is my personal opinion. When I see the Super Seven price point, it's hard for me to dive in because it is so expensive. Kind of like the big rubber guys, it's a lot yeah. of money. Yeah. But the, the it does stop me in my tracks when I see them. I'm like, ooh, you know. And it's hard for me to dive into Ninja Turtles. I do have a few of those though, uh, but it's hard for me to dive into stuff that's currently being made mm-hmm. because like power rangers gi joe like i can buy those from hasbro for less than half price so it's hard for me to want to dive into that so i get an email from scott and all the email says is sorry dude (laughs) and it's a link to bbts's sale on super seven figures yeah I, i clicked it and immediately just wanted to start weeping with the amount of money I could have saved, because they had everything that I ever wanted. They had the Stimpy, they had the Ren, they had the Animaniacs. Um, luckily, they did have Megatron, and Megatron was part of that sale. So I did get Megatron, and that's the last... Well, I do want Soundwave and Starscream. I didn't see them on the uh, on the sale. Side note about Starscream, I want the regular Starscream. I don't want that ghost Starscream that they came That's out weird with. That's a, a weird one. It's a weird one. It's a really weird one. But those are the last two I want, and then that would be it for me on Transformers. So I was able to pick up Megatron. But seeing the prices on the Animaniacs and the uh, Red and Stimpy, just, it killed me, man. But it's one of those things you don't know that, right? And that's that's the problem with any sale is that you just don't know yeah. when something's going to go on sale. And I've been there too, where I ordered something and then like, it goes to like, but I mean, I, you know, imagine being a guy that maybe pre-ordered carrying cross off of ringside for like 26. And then all of a sudden he's on the black Friday sale for $4, you know, mm-hmm. but you can't know that at the time. That's the problem. So yeah, I guess take some satisfaction in the fact that you did at least get what you wanted. You know, did you pay yeah. more? Yes, but at least you got them. Well, I paid more than the sale, but less than the regular price. Less than retail, yeah. Less than retail, yeah. So anyways, yeah, that that killed me to see. And 
yeah. Anyways, I was able to pick up a couple things. I did pick up a couple Disney stuff for mom. So that's always good. Yeah. Yeah. It's still not <laughs> the money I would have saved. But yeah. uh, anyways. <laughs> yeah. That uh man. Uh, yeah. I get it, man. It, it makes you sick. I, I've, I've been there for sure. Now I'm but... curious. I'm curious if super seven, uh, what's their holdup on not doing Beavis and Butthead? Uh, I don't know. Um, Cause they've done, they've done a reaction. Mm-hmm. so they have the license i maybe timing i don't know like it yeah. could be that that that's like a money maker to me and of course they probably think animaniacs and ren and snippy are money makers and next thing you know bbts is sitting on them and they put them up for sale basically half off well bane you know he's been wanting freakazoid for a long time who mm-hmm. kind of falls into the animaniacs um universe a little mm-hmm. bit why that? Why haven't they not made at least one Freakazoid? Don't know. Would they do a whole line of them? Probably not. But maybe just Freakazoid himself. I could see that being a big seller. You right. Know, if there's people like Bane out there that would be like, yes, I'll buy that. You know. So uh, I don't know. It's hard to say, man. I uh, I've been. I was telling Travis. You know, Superpowers is uh, it was a line that we were all super excited for to return, mm-hmm. and it's like everything's Batman and it's to a point where I'm like, dude, I'm so tired of seeing six versions of Batman. Mm-hmm. Give me the other characters. Like, yeah, it's cool, but like, give me something new as well. Yeah. So I don't know. It's hard to say, man, but uh, you know, with super seven, I don't feel like I pay as close attention to them, mm-hmm. Um, but they got some cool stuff out there. So, you know, hopefully oh. they're able to, they're able to get some, some more and, traction here soon. And they have great stuff. I mean, their stuff is killer. I mean, they're, um, their ghost figure the Mm -hmm. the papa from the band ghost they're coming out with a cliff burton from metallica yes that's i'm i'm so excited for that you know and i think it's a miss on super seven's uh beavis a butthead like why haven't they jumped in on that i'm so confused well i remember for the longest time wondering why funko didn't have seinfeld oh because to me i was like that's money right how are you not doing because i'm thinking like jerry and the puffy shirt Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm thinking, you know, every possible goofy version, George in the huge, like puffy coat, you know, like there's so many ones that they could do. And then finally, bam, they announce it and all the figures and like, so they're probably just setting on it because you can't put everything out every single year. So I'm sure Beavis and Butthead will come Hopefully, and they will be, they will be huge sellers when they do. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, that will actually be a couple I definitely will grab. I will grab Super Seven Beavis and Butthead for sure. I, I need those. Yeah, that would be that'd be a fun line. All right, man. Any uh, anything else you want to add before we dive into some light bright here? Uh, real quick, the Beavis. Speaking of Beavis and Butthead, the Beavis Talker that's hitting mm-hmm. shelves now. A lot of people are finding that now. Oh, cool. The CM Punk Supreme figure is hitting also. If you guys are on the hunt for that one, I know uh, Travis is looking for that one. So last weekend, I get a text message from my buddy, Norm, and he said, Davis Street, Walmart, and San Leandro has the CM Punk Supreme figure. This is not a drill. <laughs> I hop out of bed. Now, usually I like to celebrate getting my one hour of sleep back. Every year I celebrate it. Like, you know, I, it's a it's a huge thing in this household. So <laughs> I hop out of bed. I head down there. They had one left. Oh, so did you get it? I held it for Norm because Norm was on his way because he had talked to somebody about 35 minutes prior. He was in now kind of give you an idea. He was 20 minutes away at another Walmart and he just happened Mm -hmm. to see another collector there. 
Okay. Now, they were looking for some Spider-Man figure that just came out last weekend. It's in a uh, white packaging and it's... Oh, yes. Okay. So anyways, he was on the hunt for that. As he was at that Walmart, the guy happened to say, hey, are you looking for the CM Punk Supreme figure? Norm goes, by yeah, I am. By chance, I am. And the guy goes, they just cracked open three cases over at San Leandro Davis Street Walmart. Oh, wow. Which is a horrible Walmart breaker. I tell you, man, that thing is a shit show and a half. Like I can understand. Yeah. Anyways. So anyways, Norm sends me the text. I hop out of bed, brush my teeth, head down there. They had one left out of. So I don't know if there's two per case or. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think it's two per case. But anyways, they had six. They had one left. Oof. I know. Tell me about it. So anyways, I picked it up and Norm got there and I held it for him. I was like, look, dude, I wouldn't even have hopped out of bed if it wasn't for you. So this is yours. And apparently, <laughs> and apparently it has two pictures on the back too. Oh, really? There, I didn't there's, know that. there's one where he's standing on the rope and he's doing his pose where his arms are out. And then there's another picture where he's kind of kneeling down. Apparently there's two versions. I don't know if one's more rare. I just found out about this a, literally about an hour ago. So mm. anyways. Well, I, I'm personally not going to grab it, but I, I hope everyone that wants it gets it. I mm -hmm. have a punk AEW figure and I was like, I'm good with that one. But um, <clears throat> I will say this, and I've talked about this on the show. I think um, if WWE doesn't at least try to get a legends deal, I think you're missing the boat because you know, put them in the video games, make figures, they mm -hmm. make t-shirts, don't have to use the guy, but try to make money off of them. I would anyway. Oh yeah. And he's a moneymaker wherever he goes. hundred percent. Yeah. So I think it's uh it's definitely kind of, kind of wild. So yeah, man. Um, anything else? Are you ready to dive into some light bright? Let's go into that light bright. So the light bright. So this is again, not something I was super familiar with. Um, although I think most people, remember this and um anytime i think of light bright i am always going to think back to the movie eight bit christmas because that's <laughs> just so fun it's such a funny scene which if if you're out there and you like christmas movies eight bit christmas is your is definitely my favorite so far because it's amazing it's all about <laughs> the nintendo and who doesn't love the original nintendo right so it says here the light bright was originally marketed in 1967 did not know that part so this has been around for many, many years, obviously. And the people don't know the screen lit up and you'd have like a piece of paper, like a black piece of paper with kind of a design on it. Right. Mm -hmm. And you basically would take these pegs, put them through the, the spots and make a picture. Mm -hmm. um, I guess it was probably one of the, it was probably to me, like what I would look at as like a daycare toy. Right. I Keep can see a kid that keep a kid busy for a little bit right where as opposed to um you know out there running around acting crazy it's like oh here go build a picture on the light bright go do this you know it gets i could see it being kind of a babysitter type of toy oh yeah 100 percent um in fact <laughs> my babysitter did have that that's a good that's very go. good very good uh, the only bad thing is, is the babysitter lost so many of those pegs. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing too, is, you know, back in the day, I remember um, so many board games would miss a piece or two. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's like the whole crux of the game. And so like, you're kind of like, well, either we can't play it or we go buy a whole new game for this one part. It kind of stinks. Oh yeah. hundred percent. It stinks. Unless you were like, uh, it, unless it's like an eight player game. 
Yeah. And you lose two of the players. You're like, well, this has now become a, a six player game. Or if you're only, if it's only you and a buddy playing, you're like, okay, well, I lost this piece and this piece, but we can still use these and we'll still get by. So yeah. that was, that was the only good thing. But other than that, if you lost some of those colors on the light bright, you had a funky looking picture. Yeah. I, I'm sure today you could probably buy replacement parts online mm-hmm. and things of that nature. I actually remember, um, I don't know if you ever had that type of friend, but I, I lent a friend a, a DVD box set mm-hmm. and he scratched up one of the discs really bad mm. and it didn't work anymore. And the thing is when you get like a, a TV show, like a whole season and one disc is scratched, basically it's all junk now. Yeah. But I remember I actually found a website that sold replacement discs. Oh. And so I was able to buy just like disc five or whatever it was from the set. And I was like, oh, perfect. Ordered it, came in, it worked great. And I'm like, awesome. I fixed my set. And then I sold the whole set at Target for like $10, which is what I paid. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, again, kind of like your situation, you just you don't know until you get there. Exactly. Why did you make the friend pay for it? I didn't tell him because I did. I don't know. I was just like, because I knew he didn't do it on purpose. I just didn't. I just never said anything to him. All right, all right. <laughs> but he was also like one of those guys where he uh, he was bad about, you know, borrowing stuff and never giving it back. Oh. And that was always annoying. I was like, hey, can I borrow that? It's like, sure. But like, you're like, yeah, I'm never going to see that again. <laughs> yeah. I remember it, this. It, he was just kind of a user. This is, I, I won't say who it was, but it was when I was in wrestling school. We had a guy that had the, royal rumble anthology collection which was like the first 20 royal rumbles or something yep big set i don't know how much it cost but it was not cheap mm-hmm. and i borrowed it from him watched i think all of them over the course of like a month or two <clears throat> he wanted to borrow it and i was like hey you cool with that he's like yeah that's cool he never saw that again oh no yeah never saw it again oh man and what was bad is that guy kind of laughed about it but there's a lot of people like that, unfortunately, in wrestling that feel like they can kind of take advantage of people. You know, that's kind of what it was. By the way, was this friend in school who scratched up the disc? Is that Bane? No, 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 no. It was not Bane. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, thought- actually, there is a guy that we went to high school with that Bane hates. Hates because the guy stole all of his CDs. Oh, what? And then tried to claim that they weren't stolen, that they were his. Oh, yeah. Oh man, yeah, I don't blame Bane for not liking the guy. Yeah, which is kind of funny because now CDs are so archaic. But at the yeah, time, yeah. you know, that was like that's all you had. So yeah, yeah it was like, oh man, you took away CDs. Yeah. So the light bright, I had, I, I had so much fun with this, and I'll tell you why. Um, there were so many times that Scott would be off with his friends, and I was the little brother that would just be kind of kicked back. I was like, oh man, Scott's out with his friends. Yeah. So my. So my mom would be like, hey, Scott's over at, I'll, I'll just use Dave, over at Dave's house. What do you want to do? And I'm like, I don't know. She goes, how about I build you a fort? Okay. So she would get the dining room chairs. She would drape a blanket over it. And she would put the couch cushions inside the fort. So, you know, I would be like inside my fort. Oh, yeah. One of the cool things was is she would hook up the light bright. So the fort is completely blacked out. So I would be able to play with my light bright and get the full colors during the daytime. Oh yeah, for sure. So my mom did that numerous, numerous times. Uh, There was, I still remember one time (laughs) 
I still remember one time she built the fort, except this time the way the couch was positioned, she was able to build it where it would basically be held up between the couch and the wall. Mm -hmm. Well, I got my light bright and I got to go inside the fort and I'd be in there and I'd be, you know, putting my picture together. The only bad thing is, is kind of next to that wall was a sliding door inside that little pantry sliding door area was the cat box. So it didn't smell too good, but, uh, <laughs> but it's still, that's one of the memories that I have with light bright. And I always made sure to make sure that those pegs were still intact because again, I'm going to go back to my mom. If she was ever a ser serial killer, her calling card would be a Ziploc bag. Cause she puts everything in Ziploc bags. And so she always made sure that I put, the pegs inside a Ziploc bag. Smart. So I never, I shouldn't say I never lost. I think I may have lost one or two, but I w basically had all of my pegs inside the Ziploc bag and barely even lost them. So that's a lot of my memories with the light bright. And I remember mom kept buying me the uh, different pictures to make sure I had plenty of them. So when she would build the fort, when Scott would go off and I'd be inside my fort, just putting all the uh, pictures together. And it, it's one of those happy memories that I have with Lightbrite. So whenever I go into Target and I see the Lightbrite, there is a little bit of a temptation to pick it up. But I'm like, okay, my fort now is my house. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't, I'm not going to be building couch cushions and chairs right. and stuff like that. So anyways, that's one of my, like one of my stories regarding Lightbrite. Yeah, it's interesting you, you, you talk about that because I remember I had a neighborhood friend it was a girl actually. And there was a few of us that all played, but she had a light bright. And that's the only time I'd ever played one. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those things where like, you know, like the, we put the paper on and like, you'd kind of push it through the paper and, mm -hmm. and, and stuff like that and make the, uh, the different pictures, but it was definitely a, a fun thing. I, I don't know if you ever experienced this. Cause this certainly happened to me. Anytime I was at a friend's house, if they had a toy or something that I didn't have, it was like, Oh, that was the thing I wanted to play for sure. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember thinking like, I wanted to play light bright all the time because this girl had that. And she was like, no, I don't want to do that. I want to play this or I want to play that. And it's like, let's play the light. You know what I mean? It's like, it's one of those things because <laughs> yep. you don't have it. It's a much bigger deal. Yeah. It's always interesting how that happens. Isn't it crazy? But yeah. yeah. And I, like you said with Travis and I, you didn't have that much fun with the light bright. No, it, it was one of those because I didn't play it a lot either. You know, mm -hmm. it was one of those things because like, I don't know how many friends houses I went to. They, you know, I feel like every kid in the 80s and 90s had a closet with board games, right? Oh, yeah, I still do. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know how many of them had Mousetrap. Oh, let's play Mousetrap. Oh, it's yep. missing pieces. It's like, oh, yeah. Like, I wish you were Jeff Toon's mom and put him everything in Ziplocs, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, but like legit, it's so smart that your mom did that because those pegs would have definitely been lost had that probably not been the case, you know? Yeah. As I said, if she was ever a serial killer, that would be her calling card. She puts everything. Uh, dude, like she brought me a battery one time and instead of it just handing me the battery, it had to be in a Ziploc. There you like, go. She brought me back a remote one time that I didn't need. She's like, oh, dad wanted me to give you this remote. I'm like, what? But it was in a <laughs> Ziploc. And I'm like, yeah. What? <laughs> you know, nothing about this makes sense. Damn it. <laughs> Gotta have those Ziplocs. <laughs> oh, God damn it, dude. My whole garage is Ziplocs. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I mean, that's 
It makes sense though. I mean, I know I have a, a bunch of friends that open their figures and, you know, for all the extra hands, they put them in like little small Ziplocs and write their name of the wrestler. Yep. But like, I'll be honest, I don't know how you keep up with all the extra hands these days. If you open them, they're just so many. Ziploc. Yeah. That's the only way you could do it. Yep. And that's exactly what I'm doing with my superstars figures. I've lost mm-hmm. count. Uh, all my loose figures that I have, I've lost track of whose hands goes where and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, uh, the superstars I'm making sure to keep together. I don't know why, but I'm glad to see the zip, uh, the Ziploc. I'm glad to see that the Lightbrite has made a little bit of a comeback. You know, I was thinking about this when, when this was kind of, you know, more or less chosen for our, for our episode. I was like, man, it would be interesting today because if you're a, if you had a, a young kid, like how cool would that be to be able to take the picture with your smartphone? Mm-hmm. of the light bright design you know because now back in the day once it's done it's kind of it right like it's yep. it's gone forever to be able to have like a full running list of all the pictures that you know your kid or nephew or whoever might have was created that'd be kind of a cool thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i'm glad to see it's kind of making a comeback in fact i actually saw at a uh, store another version of a uh, freaking Viewmaster the other day and i was like i'll be dang like it's it's crazy that some of these old school toys are making a comeback like that it's, it's so weird to see like a lot of these small toys. I mean, uh, tiger handheld made a comeback. Dude. So I got, I got a cause I wasn't even, I was going to bring that up and I forgot earlier, but I was going through and looking up tiger games thinking like, man, I kind of like to get some of these. I know it's, it's stupid. It makes no sense to buy them, but they're so fun. I have found so many obscure tiger electronics games that I didn't know about. Did you know <laughs> that they made a Beavis and butthead tiger electronics game? I did. It's very rare, but they did make one. They made an MC Hammer Tiger Electronics game. Okay, I didn't know about that one. They made a Captain Planet Tiger Electronics game. <laughs> I'm like, this is incredible. I, I really hope we see more of those make a return because I get it. Playing them is like, yeah, this is incredibly stupid. These don't do much, but just the, the look of them was so fun. So did you buy any? The Tiger games? Yeah. I haven't bought any retro ones. I did buy, I think I bought almost all the ones that they re-released a few years ago, but they only did like six or seven of them. They didn't do a bunch, but seeing those at a GameStop was like the coolest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Oddly enough, I uh, I pre-ordered the original four. Me and Travis both did from GameStop, or actually it was a store called Think Geek, which is a, uh, mm-hmm. a GameStop uh, kind of a offshoot place. But I remember I went in and I pre-ordered all of them. There was the four. It was Little Mermaid, Sonic 3, Transformers, and X-Men. That was the fourth one. And so they call me, tell them they're in. I go there. And I'm like, yeah, I'm here to pick up my uh, games. He's like, oh, okay. And he goes back and he grabs them. He's like, whoa. Like the guy that's working, he's like, they're remaking these? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, this is awesome. Like he was like <laughs> so like taken aback by it. I'm like, yeah, they're re-releasing them. He's like, I got to get these. Like this is awesome. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And we're all, I'm all giddy about it. I went right to Walmart, bought a bunch of batteries and started playing them. I'm like, these are absolutely horrible. Like they're just so <laughs> horrible. But I don't know. Again, at that time, it was super fun. It was. By the way, sorry to switch topics, but we should have brought this up earlier, but the National Toy Hall of Fame inducted their next four into their Toy Hall of Fame. Oh, perfect. What 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 in? Uh, a blade of grass. I'm just kidding. A blade of grass. I was about to say, I am going to... <laughs> beat the crap out of somebody i'm just joking i'm just joking so they announced it on good morning america this past friday uh the popcorn popper the little handheld walk around pop-up deal yeah 
baseball cards went in. That's probably going to be an argument is, is that an actually a toy? I don't know, but I, I think it can go in longevity wise, you know, I think so too. Just like the rock and roll hall of fame, they've allowed Mm. various artists that aren't rock and roll in. Yeah. I think the toy hall of fame can be a little loose on certain, on certain things. Uh, Nerf went in. I agree with that. And the cabbage patch dolls. Those are the four that are going in. So transformers didn't make it in. Wow. I'm surprised cabbage patch was not already in. That's I was too. Cause that I, was a, there's a hysteria on cabbage patch. Oddly enough in a big Christmas, um, they, they talk about that because he has a little sister who wants cabbage patch. Uh-huh. And so they're trying to find, he wants a Nintendo and she wants a cabbage patch doll. <laughs> but they were they were huge they were huge oh man um, the, the hysteria back in the mid 80s for those or early to mid 80s oh my god breaker it was funny too scott and i didn't even want them scott and i didn't get wrapped up in him and the mom was on the hunt for him to give them to us for christmas and i had two of them as a kid i i don't even remember getting them but I think my mom bought them because there was hysteria around them. Yeah. There was a lady that worked with our, our mom over at AT&T. And she actually made clothes for the Cabbage Patch dolls. Oh, wow. So, so she made Scott an Oakland A's one. And oh, then nice. she, she made me a 49ers one. And my mom bought them off of her. But we got them and Scott and I are like, thanks you know like it's the hottest toy of the summer or i mean of the winter of christmas and scott and i are just kind of sitting there going cool where's our wrestling figures you know right well the thing is all the toys me and you and probably a lot of our listeners have been into aren't ever the hot toy Mm -hmm. right like my sister i remember wanting a furby when that was big in like 96 97 yep and tickle me elmo was huge and all that stuff like our stuff has always kind of been like no we want No, I want, you know, ECW figures. I want, you know, bone crunching action figures. I want LJNs. I want Hasbro's. That's what was hot for us. So it's, um, I don't know. It's kind of crazy to think, but yeah, the toy hall of fame is pretty interesting. Um, I, I can't argue baseball cards because I was going to say on that, like, I think even to this day, most people refer to any type of card as baseball cards, Mm -hmm. even though they may be football, basketball, wrestling, UFC, what have you, even Pokemon. It's always baseball cards that's kind of what they're known as so i think they definitely um idea for around christmas this year when we do tb toy cast why don't we do hot toys that were in christmas past so tickle oh that's me- a good idea cabbage patch dolls tickle me Elmo. uh I, was furby a big one at that at furby christmas? was huge i remember my sister had one i didn't really ever get it but it was like, I mean, I didn't have one, but I didn't get the the appeal. Right. But she had to have it. It was the thing everyone was talking about. But there was actually incidents of adults. This probably happened with Cabbage Patch, too. But adults yanking them out of kids' hands and pushing them down. Yeah. It, like, it was one of those Black Friday fight to the front of the store things. Which my understanding is Black Friday is more of a week-long thing as opposed to the doorbuster, which... I personally have never been a fan of having to fight people to go get a TV. Um, (laughs) I went to one black Friday shopping with my mom and we're at this target and like, you know, this target has a front door here and a front door here. It's a big one. We're looped all the way around the back of the building by the dumpster. Sounds about right. And I questioned every decision I'd made in my life up to that (laughs) point, Jeff, like 
how the hell did I get here? You know? <laughs> and, and lo and behold, we finally get in a TV that we were trying to get. And it was for me. So I, you know, I felt obliged to go that sold out big shocker. So I got one that was a little bit more expensive and not quite as big, you know? So, mm-hmm. but it, it's one of those things where I, I remember walking in cause it was Thanksgiving night mm-hmm. about nine o'clock or so. And you know how like Walmart or target, they have like, usually like and this is a super target so they had like 40 cash registers right tons and every one of them was full was being used they had a guy that was literally just directing traffic Mm -hmm. you go to aisle four you go to aisle 17 or to cash register 17 rather every element of that made me like feel like like this is wrong you know these Mm -hmm. people have to work this holiday for what you know like it, it nothing about that felt right to me yeah I and i guess that's the retail curse but i i, I wasn't a fan well you know it was to kind of go to that point when we were kids it was like okay on thanksgiving uh target is closed service mm-hmm. merchandise is closed best is closed gas station is open so gas right. station attendants have to work uh fast food that was hit or miss around here. There would be some that were open, some that were closed. Mm-hmm. Um, grocery stores open. So it's like, okay, those people shouldn't be working, but the gas station and the grocery store people have to work. And it's like, okay, that makes sense. So they got a pass, but like everybody yeah. else in retail, we were like, no, you can't work. <laughs> it, it's one of those things like, you know, my job, I work holidays and it's not ideal. but it's the job I signed up for. Uh, I'm getting a little bit of seniority now. So I took vacation for Thanksgiving, so I don't have to work, but um, it's just one of those things. Like it is what it is. And I think if you apply for that job, that's, you know, what you're getting into, but it's, I don't know. It just, it's, I understand doing a door buster the day after Thanksgiving, doing it on Thanksgiving night. Just that was like, "Mm, no, I don't think so. Not a fan. Yeah. Toys R Us Toys R Us used to have those and we would take my niece and she was, there were certain toys she was on the hunt for that we were looking for her for Christmas. And there was one night we got to, I think we, it was 2009 through 2010. We got to Toys R Us and that line breaker, I kid you not, was down past the old Circuit City, Ugh. down Circuit City. And around the back to where it was touching Toys R Us again. Too much. And we drove up and we're like, Alana, you're not going to get the, you're not going to get the stuff. It's yeah, it's, an, it's not happening. Sorry. It's not <laughs> happening. We'll have to look online or something. She goes, I understand. Let's go home and go back to bed. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Um, I'm going to throw a curveball at you for next week's episode. Um, talking about Tiger Electronics made me clue in on something. How about next week we cover tiger electronics the r zone do you remember the r zone why does that sound familiar so it was this video game system that tiger made i remember it came out when i was in like fourth grade so it was probably 96 97 ish and it was this headband that went on your head and it had a magnifying glass and so the game would play backwards but you had to pull the magnifying glass down and it would play forward and you had a controller you had to look through this little magnifying glass like this and play it. 
it was the, all the graphics were red. It was absolutely atrocious, <laughs> but a kid in my school had it and he was playing it. And I was like, that is the coolest thing I have ever seen. I have to get that. So I ended up getting one and it came with Batman forever. And I just remember it being horrendously bad, but like, because the weird thing is like, if you're looking at this little screen right here, like all this other motions happening around you. So it's like, you're trying to like focus, <laughs> but look it up, man. It looks kind of fun, and I, I'm excited to dive into it. It'll be a totally weird one, and it didn't last long. But uh, yeah, All Tiger right. was trying to dive into the consoles a little bit. It didn't quite work. Okay. All right, we'll give it a shot. Um, there was one other thing I was gonna bring up to you, and it's lit my oh laser tag. Have you guys done laser tag yet? We have not, but uh, that would be a fun one to bring up as well. Put that in your Rolodex. I will, th- I will throw that in there. Laser tag would be a good one. I always want to throw like one, like kind of obscure thing. This was kind of two in a row, I guess, but laser tag, that'll have to, that'll have to be up very soon. Cause that'll be a fun one. Laser Tron laser tag. It was the thing. Gosh, I, the, I the, know what were, you're talking about. Cause they had the targets and stuff. Yeah. He was also a wrestler on WCW, but, uh, <laughs> laser yeah. Tron, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's why I'm getting it confused. <laughs> ah, laser Tron up there with master blaster. <laughs> Uh, All right, well thank thank you guys for checking out the tv toy cast make sure to check out fully posable every sunday as well and support all of our podcasting buddies if you're able to uh thank you guys and we will see you in the toy aisle